Okay, we are up to Lamed Dalet, page Lamed Dalet, Perak Revi'i, Nefesh Chaya Ruach Mamalala. I forgot the microphone piece, but this should be good enough. And we are actually closing in on finishing all the recordings for Shar Aleph, so we're, we're, we're making ground over here. Um, and it's actually a good, uh, if, you, if you're following along from the regular cycle, so we just did the Vadam on Lashon Hara last week, so it actually is not a bad piece to circle back to. Nefesh Chaya Ruach Mamala Page Lama Dalid Kidmusenu Lahavin Ulahaskil. So it's going back in terms of the creation of man. That's where we are, Marechas Adam. And it says, Kidmusenu is Lahavin Ulahaskil Rashi. Zehaya Hamaitze Leperek Hakaidem. This was the springboard for the last chapter. Anumam Shichen Kan Shuv Beikvas Rashi Uvehem Shech Oisay Inyan Vayitzer Hashem Elokim Es HaAdam Afarmin HaAdama. So we're going to go in the footsteps of Rashi. We're going to continue on this idea that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created man as dust from the earth. Vayipach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chayim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu breathed into him a Nishmas Chayim, life, soul of life. What does Rashi say over there? What is this, this breath of life that our Kaddish Baruch Hu breathed in? The truth is that there is an element of life that we refer to in terms of the animals. The animals walk, okay, they don't talk, but we'll see. But they, they, they walk, they c- communicate even in some capacity, right? Some of them. And Adam is more alive. I think in the beginning of the uh, second shar, we had, when we talked about derech eitz chayim and alokim chayim from the maral, so we discussed actually the idea of chayim. But over here, we say that it's true that animals have a certain element, a certain achios to them, but Adam has the, the, much more of a achios. Shenizvaseif bodeya v'dibor. Right? That, that's where we're coming off. So this element that gives Adam a quantity, qualitatively different life, more life, he's more tapped into the essence of what life is, is the idea of Dea Vedibor. In other words, life is more than just existence. There's, there's different forms of, of creations. There's domain, Tzomeach, you could have a rock, a rock exists, or organic material, this breakdown, this carbon, whatever it is. So there's domain, there's Tzomeach, there's plant life, there's veget, you know, veg, veg, vegetation. There's animals, and there's, but there's Adam, and Adam is not just a, well, an intelligent animal. Adam is a different category, and what distinguishes Adam in terms of qualitatively having a different aspect of life is Dea Vedibor, intellect and speech. Adam is deemed more alive. Now we're going to talk about it in different uh, in different ways, but here we say that Adam Hakadosh Baruch Hu created mankind. You know, it's it's in a certain sense it's nice to withdraw sometimes. You know, I don't know the Tibetan monks. You know, they also withdraw and they want to meditate and do whatever they do, have a religious experience. But if we look at the, our our Torah and our mitzvahs and what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants from us, even in the the perfect society, you have the Yud Bei Shvatim, you have Kohan, Leviim, Yisraelim, Melech. There's there's a, it's built around the society. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants that we just have a society. There's Daka, right? It's not it's not just ever that everything's b'diavad. Our our Jewish life is built around society, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants that we should interact with others. Who misyaches el dvarim v'tayfaos. 
it relates to different uh, phenomenon. That through words we're able to relate to people, relate to things, we're, we're able to recognize people. We can interact and engage. A person is able to relate to other people. A society. A person is a gregarious being, right? SAT word for number one, right? A person, we are social beings. Yeah. And that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us. It's not a handicap. It's part of, it's part of who we are. Right? I forget which uh, parak we discussed. Maybe we talked about Mako, Mizman. Everything that goes into who we are goes into our avoda. Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us the, to- the tools, some, some strengths, some challenges, but some characteristics and some character traits and some of the way that we're built. And that factors into our place in the world. And therefore, one of the central things that a person is, a person is a societal creature. And the way that we interact is ultimately through words, through communication, through our being able to articulate uh, and things that are more than us, not just I'm hungry or whatever it is, being able to uh, discuss ideas. Now, which also allows us to come out of ourselves to have sympathy and empathy and things like that. We should, let's pay attention, it should grab us, this idea that we're able to build a society. He gave us an instrument, a vehicle. The Kayach Dibor is the vehicle through which we are able to build societies, to interact with others. It's not only to build a society and a community. The truth is, the way that we relate to the Rebbeinu Shalom also is resting on this idea of speech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, speaks to us. Right? We said the world was created with us, but the way that we relate to we relate to the connection between us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu and us through Dibur. These are the words of the Torah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us that the way that we understand the relationship and the communication and the connection between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is through Dibur. The same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to us and we relate to him and also us to other men, other people. Dibur is central to the idea of tefillah, to our relationship with Hashem. Next category, by Taira. So he he quotes he quotes our Rav Chanan ben Tradyan. I'm just seeing this other person dialed in. That uh, that if two people are sitting and there's divrei Taira beneath them, but divrei Taira, words of Taira, that's where the Shechina Shrui beneim, and the the brings the pasuk in Malachi, as nibru yirei Hashem ishareo v'yakshav Hashem v'yishma v'yisab sefer zechron l'fanav yirei Hashem l'chayish v'yishmai. But it's a matter of 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 words going back and forth and hearing. That's by two. Minayin shafilu echad yishiv v'shayin shemala love a kasuk yikim is called Taira kula. This part, he's just getting to his point. Where where is it that even if there's a mile that a person sits and he's learning alone, but it, he over here it doesn't say that he's speaking out the words. Shenemar yishiv. 
Badot Vayidom Kinatalalav Pasakin Eov, and Mayor Shamar Maral, what Maral explains, what is the issue that we're trying to focus over here? Not two people versus one per se, but ki, that there's this communication, Kishnayim Yesh Beneim Divrei Torah, Shechina Shrui Beneim. What's the Hashras Hashchina coming from? What's connecting this world that there's a manifestation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu over here? The, the idea that there's divrei taira. It doesn't say that the Shechina is Shair on him. So you could ask, what if a person is, is speaking out the words of Torah? Okay, so then you could say that maybe that you can get around that. I don't know how that works. But what he's focusing on, the words of Chazal are so exact that what brings the Hashra Shechina is the divrei taira. The Maral further explains, This is Taira in its Shlemus. He's not speaking to anybody. So again, I don't have the answer to this. Well, what if a person learns like out loud as though he had a chavrusa? So does that take away? I don't know. But 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 just he he's bringing out his point again from the way that Chazal frames the the point. So we can l- just learn the words. The idea, but you could say further than the word, the way that the Maral seems to be presenting it, that it's not just the out loud words, it's the idea of the words being used as a vehicle to connect two different people creates a shlemus. The idea that there's a communication, not just that, that something is being articulated. And since the shchin is only shayra, but but what we see over here, we see the importance of words, of words informing that connection. We saw it in, uh, in society, informing a community. We saw it in tefillah and connecting to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we see it even in bringing out Taira and to having the Shechina be Shaira. The idea, the Kayach of words. Again, we're going to get more into this and hopefully bring out a little bit of a practical point, but it goes very well with the Vadim that we did last week that focused on Moshin Hara, and we'll mention it also. That words, if we had to explain what words are, is it just a convenience that we have? In other words, animals, some animals have some way of communication, some with chirping or barking or vocal things, and some more with gestures. But most of them are just an immediate you know, need, a necessity. It's not really an ability to communicate, to express feelings, sympathy, empathy, to build, to express things. So over here he says that that's what words ba'etzim are. Words are this vehicle specifically designed for this idea to build connections. Right? We're speaking about what words are. They are the vehicle for forming a connection. And we see that tshuva, is on the bottom. So now we see that words are important in terms of man-to-man, building society, community. Words are important for tefillah. They're important for taira and, and ultimately having the shechina bishayra and importance of fixing, right, man, man visa ha-kadosh baruch hu, ben-adam What about tshuva? How is a person going to fix themselves? By vidoy. Now, there's different ways of vidoy. Is vidoy the etzem mitzvah or is vidoy part of the tshuva process? What does the Rambam say? 
What happens when a person sins? The obligation is to articulate the vidui. That's the Rambam. The mitzvah is in words. Not the feeling bad, not the charata, but the mitzvah is the words. Very interesting. The tvila, the going into the mikvah, is the vidui. If you say vidui and you didn't have the requisite uh, tshuva, the requisite charata, so then you went to the mikvah, but the problem is that it was ineffective because there was a blockage. But what's the mitzvah and what's the t'nai? The mitzvah of vidui, which by the way, tshuva is it's a, it's a total miracle. We talk about vidui, uh, we've spoken about it many times, but the miracle of tshuva, the idea of being able to rewrite history, okay, there are certain things, but the idea, tshuva is one of the seven things that the Gemara tells us was created before before the world, that tshuva is a t'nai, that the vidui should work. Chazal tell us that vidui as if you're welding, you're fusing, you're soldering two different things one to the other. You're taking two things that have become separated and you're making them one. You're fusing together two boards. It has to be that the two boards, right, if you're trying to glue together two boards, sometimes you need to sand it, you need to prepare it so that the glue can take hold, or, you know, so whatever needs to be done. But the vidui is something that's able to take these things and make them one. Ultimately, we've discussed before that since we are a chelik elukami mal, we're not trying to create a connection really that's not there. What we're really trying to do is just get rid of the mechitzas and the things that have cropped up that separate us from a Kaddish Baruch Hu and bring us, bring us uh, close and be, you know, to his batlas. But what the vidui is, is bringing us together, two things together, oishnei kroi amita shenishbru, two legs of a bed that broke, connects them. Okay, Hanim shall borrow, and the message is clear. The Chait separates us from our Creator, and Shuva mikareves is the Adam Shuva it's not the feeling bear. The feeling bear is the, the harata and so forth, the Kabbalah Asad. Those are a t'nai. The vidui is this vehicle. It's hard for us to tell. You know, we spoke about, you know, our words of Misa. That's an interesting question. The, the Misa, the, the, the Gemara discusses it, whether or not words are considered a Misa. Kim of Sfasav, I think we talked about it actually, we referenced this idea in the Lukitim around this week, and I think we'll tell you it out, but the, um, the uh, Kim of Sfasav is, is also a Misa. So, the, the, but the, the idea that when we spoke about Misa and Ketanim, the example I think that Revolver brought down, which is an, an unbelievable example, he talks about the idea of bringing children to the world. Bad Sam, you know, we're so used to the process. Why should it be that certain mycin performed in a certain way should end up triggering a process that's bad and miraculous and bringing something outside the world within? 
So when it comes to eating shmura matzah and shaking a lulav in a certain way, so those also have an effect. We might not be as sensitive to what the outcome of that effect is, but the, to what to us is so obvious where we see that certain physical acts can ultimately bring a child into the world that can, can, can have an effect that in principle shouldn't make it just the fact that science explains how it works in a practical sense, but that an ashama should be brought to the world. Okay, so that's something that we see, but there are many things that we're not zeichet to see how it works. Other acts also have a certain, a, a certain consequence. So over here, words, words, and we're going to talk more about the power of words, words have a consequence. In the context of tshuva, words can literally erase these mechitzas between us and HaKadosh Baruch. We don't understand how it works, why words should have, we live in a society where sticks and stones may break my bones and words should never hurt me because the, the words from where we stand don't seem as real. The truth is, he's going to talk about it, right? There's different ways that we either interact, connect, we relate to things, actions, speech, and thoughts. So we think that actions are more real than f- speech and certainly than thoughts, right? Speech is more ephemeral, second SAT word of the way, right? Short-lived, but it's more abstract. Thoughts are even more abstract. But the way that, you know, if you think about it the other way around, so let's say you had a, um, let's say you had, I don't know, a computer. So at the, at the outside, you could see a scratch on the screen. But okay, that's not really going to disrupt anything. Then you could have like, you know, something that's like fizzled out on the, you know, I don't know, the pixels that are on the screen. So, you know, it gets a blurry. But if you have something that's wrong in the computer code, so that seems much less real than like, you know, the physical screen or the picture on the screen. But that's going to actually mess around with what, what you're actually going to see a lot more. Right? So what to us seems real is that it might be the least real. It's just what's the most gas. It's the most mm. thick, it's the most coarse, so we relate to it as being more real. The truth is, is that Nefesh HaChaim in the first shower talks about it a lot in terms of speech and thoughts, you know, what, what really has that consequence? What's really closer to the source? So over here also, we're going to be talking about the idea of words, and we, in different contexts, we're talking about the, the importance and the power and the kayach of what words are. It literally, in this context, can bring two things together. This idea of bringing things together, to bring us closer to HaKadosh Baruch himself, we discussed different examples. Words have the kayach to connect. Words have the kayach to build, to build societies, to build relationships. Which is the vad from last week, actually, right? And uh, the, the last, the second to last chesed vad, about ten, eleven. What is kayach hadibur? It's not just stam that we have the ability to speak. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you know, we we work our way backwards sometimes. People, an example that I've used before, I heard it from Ravon Lopiansky, but Rabbi Tatz also talked about it. You know, sometimes people in an effort to, you know, whether it's they're talking to people that they would necessarily grow up from or, you know, they're making a point and they'll say <laughs> one of the proofs to the Taira is, you know, you see whether it uh, describes the animals that have the split hooves, the rabbit and the hare and the thing or, you know, different things about kosher food. And it's almost like a very convenient, unbelievable, uh, you know, happenstance. It's, look at this coincidence. 
says uh, the, the example that I've used before, which wasn't my own, is that the, the Torah is not an instruction manual. It's not that you find this incredible, beautiful, exquisite machine called the world, and then the Torah tells you how to utilize it. The Torah is Ratzon Hashem. The Torah is the physics book. The reason that you find things in the world the way they are is because the world, the Torah was created before the world, and the Torah is, however, HaKadosh Baruch was miraculously mitzamtim, Ratzon Hashem, in terms, of, in terms of the Torah that we relate to. And, and the world itself, the Mishkan, Adam is a, is a Koma Shlema, the world presents itself according to Ratz and Hashem, according to the way they wanted it. So therefore, the Torah, if, if you had something that, that was in the world of sound, music, lights, whatever it was, that didn't, that, that didn't find itself in the rules of the physics book, then either the book is wrong or what you're seeing is wrong. Right? It, just, it automatically connects if, that's, if it's a true representation. Words are not something that we were given just because we're, we're human beings happen to be able to have a tongue the way they are and the power of speech, and Hashem tells us how to use it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed the creation such that human beings should have words for a certain purpose, and the idea that we have speech is be'etzem, a vehicle of connection. It's an amazing uh, idea um, I remember using this example, I think, the last time also. You know, it's bad enough, it's bad enough that a person, uh, a, a person is not connecting or they're causing, they're, they're causing strife or whatever it is. But you can imagine that, you know, somebody is, uh, who knows, they're getting into a fight with their significant other and they focus it on, you know, the flowers. You know, they, they, they give the, 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 somebody gives them flowers, anniversary flowers, and then they give it to another woman or something. I don't know, whatever it is. You use the very vehicle that was there that was an expression of closeness, something that was designed in order to bring people together. And then you use that as a rechuk. It's, it's not just insulting. It's undermining the very essence of the relationship. It, it's much worse. The idea of Lush and Hara, whether that example is exactly on point or not, I'm thinking about, but the idea that Lush and Hara, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us uh, the, the, the words, that this is one of the defining elements of that this is what people are, and part of the function of people is accomplished through, that we can attire and tefillah and, and get together, and the vehicle we have is worth, and we're using that instead of as a cleave for Kirov, we're using it as Rechok, it's undermining the very essence of who we are. The pure Lusina, pre-hatred and separation. You're kidding? The words, through words, is how we're able to get the Shechina to be Shaira. By two people saying Torah to each other, that's what brings the Shara's Shechina. So now, when you misuse those words, it's not a punishment, it's a consequence. Right? So now, the Shechina is going to reverse itself. You're taking the very vehicle that you could bring Shechina down. Uh, his, his teeth, his, his teeth or words are a spear and an arrow. His tongue is a sharp sword. And what does it say afterwards? A reference to Hakadosh is Rum. He goes high. He's not gadol and rooted on the ground and like you know just that it's big. He becomes high. He separates himself. He goes high up. Right? We always say a mountain is big. An airplane is high. It's not connected. It's just disconnected and high up. Right? That with Jews we say Akela Gadol Agibo really to Kadosh Baruch Hu is Gadol, but Goyim could relate him as Rum. Amar David Rebbeinish Lo Lamashchin Oisel Lamata Solik Asashchin Lo Rakia, because we are in this chayv. 
Hashchina hint hachlis akira va'ava. The shchina is the, the representation of akira and ava between Akavish Baruch Hu and us. He's shaira on us. Kasher b'nei adam mishdamshim v'mashir akira va'ava appeared for the sinne in the shchina makom ba'ilam. There's no place for the shchina. Mikramali, who it's an express pasuk. Hashem lokecham salav v'kerev machanecha. Kadosh Baruch Hu is going is here in our in our machane. La tzilcha v'lasis oivcha lefanecha v'yamachanecha kadosh. So this pasuk is talking about the Shekhinah being Shaira, and there should be no Erevas Dover, no nakedness of the Targum. And what does the Targum explain? Now what it says, well, there shouldn't be Erevas Dover, it's not a reference to nakedness, it's a reference to an Avera of speech. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the power of speech, and again, very in line, very appropriate for the Vada we did last week in terms of Lashon Hara, and why Lashon Hara is not just a, a, an Avera, it's, and it's not just a, a misuse of speech at the highest levels, it's taking the very vehicle that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us that, that really defines us, that it gives us a chiyas, that part of our essence of a human being, what makes us more alive than animals, what gives us that we can accomplish purpose in the world and bring God into the world, and it's using it, instead of what's Be'etzim, a kli for Kirov, you're using it as a kli for Rechuk. Hadibur Hu Kinor, words are a violin. Hmm. The sound, the music from a violin is not coming from the strings. It's coming from the resonance again, from, the, from the wood instrument. Depending on the body of the guitar, of the violin, it makes a different sound even with the same strings. So now that we're talking about words, what, what are the words? So words are really a expression. You have a rutzen and you have a machshava, and that translates ultimately to words. In a certain sense, words, it could also be talking about the realm of Asiya, but in terms of the expression of an idea, so the, 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 the outcome of that idea as expressed is dibur that comes out of that. The speech is what, what, what comes out of, it's the reishem, it's the imprint of this, it quantifies the thoughts and into, uh, into words. Well, but what happens if you have a chatterbox? You have just a little kid that doesn't know, they're learning to talk and they're just talking nonstop. Do their words have the same kayach? No, it would be like if you attach violin strings to the side of a brick wall and then you, 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 you strum them. Nothing, you wouldn't hear anything. Like the cigar box guitar. Yeah, you, you would hear some sort of a tinny sound. It, it's the shell of a word, but it, when, we, when we talk about a dibor, that's not what we're talking about. Hatinaik. Can you take it? Hatinaik mefatpeit. A kid is chattering. Yeah, a kid is chattering so a kid is just chattering words in, in general they're empty words in a certain sense that's we, we said that what makes a person alive is day of a dibor, but they really go together. What the kid is chattering is words, but those words aren't really an expression of something coming to the surface. They're just sounds. So what the kid is doing is HaKadosh Baruch was giving them the wherewithal to start understanding how the instrument, how the vehicle that they will later use productively work. 
right? You can only almost imagine like, you know, getting into a car with an instructor and, and learning how the car works without the ignition being turned on. This is the gas pedal and you move the gear shift around, the people still drive a gear shift, you know, things like that. So the kid is playing a toy guitar. He doesn't know what to do with it. It's, it's designed, if you take a guitar and you just, you know, smack it around, that's not accomplishing its purpose, even though it happens to be making noise. Once a person relates to surrounds, Gamrot says, and he wants to connect with At that point, speech become a vehicle that's useful in order to accomplish the purpose of forming connections. The Dibor is the instrument for connections. And you need to know how to use it. Like we say, it's rooted in Chazal. What it says, Rav Yitzchak, so it's a pasuk in Tehillim, but let's see what Chazal say about it. They darsh in the pasuk. What is a person's umnos? A, a skill that's designed for you, right? We're not trying to be, if, you, if, if you're a carpenter and you start, you know, doing surgery, so that's not your omnus, unless you learn it and you become a doctor, in which case it is. What is oh, you have a person, the person is Ruch What is a person's omnus in the world? What's, what's our skill, our, our, our artisanship? Yosim atzmo ki'ilem. Make yourself like a mute. Yochel afla devrei taira, tamad leimart tzedek tedabeirun. No, words of Tyre should speak. Yochel Yagas Daito, so you can be casual with the very Tyra. Talmud Leimar, Meisharim, Tishbetu Bnei Adam. Person has to think, judge, contemplate what they say. This is a big paragraph here. Big paragraph. It says, Now, this is very interesting. Totally counterintuitive. On one hand, we just said that what makes us into human beings, distinguishing factor is speech. How are we using our skill? By silence. I could have been silenced for the same price not having speech to begin with. What, what are we talking about? The umnos of learning to play guitar, right? If you strum all of the strings at the same time, it could be that you're hitting the string that you need, but it doesn't sound like beautiful music. It, right? In other words, if theoretically you shine a light at something, but it doesn't look like a nice uh, picture. The picture comes when you hold back light waves and only the ones that are appropriate shine through. That's nice. The, the idea of just using words indiscriminately is not the umnus. The, the, the keli is not just the sound. Really what it is, it's the holding back of everything else. What we need to learn is man... He says whatever he wants. To be quiet is what he has to learn. Saying everything is no is no chachma. One of my first jobs, maybe it was like a summer job or something, but some somebody told me in, in uh, I, I was writing something or whatever, like you know, to something else, something, and uh, you know, so. You just want to like put everything out there, like you know, like 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 sometimes you know that there's a weakness in your argument, and you kind of want to hang it out there. So sometimes there's an Indian, you know, you want to take the wind out of the sails of what they're gonna say, but he just said, let them raise it. Like you, you already know what they're gonna say. You know, it's like negoti- negotiation. I said that it was two hundred thousand dollars, and I have a reason why I really know it's one fifty. 
okay, so let them knock you down to 150. Why should you say, oh, but really it should be 150, then they'll go lower. Sometimes the, the Chachma is known what not to say. Sometimes the Chachma is known what to say, but the Chachma is let them raise it, right? The, the Chachma of the, of the communication is knowing what not to say. Everybody can blather out everything. It says, Sorry, skip line. Where you recognize is in your ability to have distinction, to, have, to be reserved. A person is in solitude. Where can you develop, especially now, I mean, these Vadim are so relevant for now with social media and distraction and phones and everything else. Where is it that a person can distinguish himself to themselves? Uh, you could spend your entire day just being reactive to it. It doesn't mean you're not thinking, but you could spend your entire day in being reactive mode, in responding to different things and pushing along and repackaging information. Where does a person's personality come to the forefront? Where do you make yourself chashiv and have substance and into a somebody and into an individual? Through solitude through being able to create a, a vacuum and to, to, to cut that off, right, through his baididus. Kishu achikach yoytzei mi bedidus, umeschaber, right, not just wrestling, but his baididus. says, when you come out of your his baididus, umeschaber, mesyachis amash esavavlo, azniya adibur befiv amachshir amakashro, umechabro, bekeshro amiti. I think I mentioned last time, if you look in the 48 drachim of Chachma, the 48 Kinyanim of Chachma, number two, number two is Shmiyasa Aizen. Number two is being able to listen. Being able to listen is, does not mean understanding what the other person is saying just enough so that you can respond. In other words, really, I don't care what you're saying. Really, what I need to do is understand what you're saying in order so that I can better flesh out my argument. That just means that I'm trying to strengthen my position. It doesn't mean that I'm able to understand anything that you're saying. Or if Noah Weinberg says, we mentioned this before also, if you want to know if you understand somebody else, then you make their argument. If you can't even make their argument, you don't have to agree with it. But if you can't, if you can't two people are fighting, switch sides. If you can't switch sides, then the issue is not that you disagree with them, it's that you don't really t- you didn't take the time to understand that they have a, a legitimate position. If you think that they don't have a legitimate position, so then of course you disagree, right? If you can't understand where the person's coming from, Shmiyas HaOizen comes right at the beginning, the, one of the, the, the second way of Chachma. Later on, all the way at number 45 out of, 40, out of 50, at 48, is Shemeya Umaisif. All the way at the end. Now that you listened, you understand the list, you went through all these other things, now you can take it, you can integrate it into where you're holding, you can make it yours, you can add on, you can go forward. But the idea, the idea is not just to gain knowledge to further what you already have. The idea is to be able to embrace things that are outside of you. If you're only measuring everything up against what you already know, then, then you're never going to be able to, to expand yourself. First, you have his us. First, you have to be quiet. You have to listen. You have to listen to yourself. At that point, later on, now you can take what you have and you can interact with others. But those two channels are not going to be open at the same time. When your ears are open, your mouth is closed. And if your mouth is open, then your ears are closed. The other interesting point that is from Rav Noah Weinberg's uh, 48 Ways to Wisdom Safer is he said he, just an interesting point, which we're talking about. This, number 20 is called Miut Sicha. 
So how would you translate miyut simcha, sicha? You would say limiting language. That's not how it's translated here. I don't know if it's his translation or the, or the person that wrote it, or Nehemiah Coopersmith and Trav, or Shraga Simmons. They translate it as the art of conversation. Miyut sicha is the art of conversation, right? Which is exactly what we're saying. And he talks about it. Just a few highlights of what he says. He says uh, that, that, you, that if, if you're doing something, let's say you're hammering something, you're being a carpenter, so that if you just like nail nails in all over the place, you start drawing things, unless you know where you're going. So then, you know, sometimes, you know, a person who looks at the first stage of a process of a drawing, he, he doesn't understand it. But if he understood what the steps necessary are to get to the end, he would understand why the beginning is counterintuitive. If speech is a tool in order to build relationships, connections, whatever it is, then that means that you, you I mean, imagine getting, working towards a business deal or getting a client. Right? So somebody's going to say, well, why didn't you make your pitch? And they say, because the best way to ultimately get the client is to take him out for dinner three, four times and make his acquaintance. Once I make his acquaintance, then he'll be open to the pitch. So the person who just sees you says, well, you're wasting, you're wasting money. Why are you taking him out to dinner? You want business from him. Speech is a vehicle. It's a way. It's a utility thing. It's, so if you don't know where you're going, so he says in a conversation, never interrupt. Don't anxiously anticipate the end of a sentence. You can jump back in with your own opinion. Demonstrate your interest. Make eye contact. Chatting for no real purpose is a waste of energy and words. Don't talk without purpose. Always ask yourself when you're beginning to engage in any conversation, where, where are you going? I think, I think, I'm quoting, I'm not, I think uh, that Rabbi Milstein mentioned, but maybe I might be off, but he said something, you know, what's, at what point do you to say that it's like, like, what are you going to never schmooze with anybody? So I think whatever the sheer is for the person, I think he said 10 minutes, I don't remember. In other words, it's okay every once in a while to shoot the breeze. So, but you have to have a sheer. Um, you know, uh, somebody calls me, I haven't spoken to them in a while, I want to form a relationship, form a connection. I, sometimes that's formed over just small things. I'm willing to schmooze with the person for t- at a certain point, half hour, 40 minutes, talking about politics, talking about sports, talking about whatever. At some point across the level, okay, and then what? You know, the, but, so sometimes the point of the speech can literally maybe just be to just schmooze. That, that could be a purpose also, just what's on your mind, to be able to have a free-flowing conversation. You can't be mathematical about everything, or at some point you're going to be like a cyborg, you know what I mean? But, yeah, so to what end? And you have to think about that. So he says over here also, but we're in the text, in Lamed Hay, um, oh no, Lamed Vav, like we said, Tyra itself needs speech of a person feels that he's becoming too casual. Right, we've discussed before, the Nefesh Achayim talks about it, that in as much as Tyra Lishma, a person is not necessarily thinking, or is not thinking of learning to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What they're, what they're thinking about when they're learning Tyra is the Tyra itself, right? The example that we always give um, the example that we always give is that a doctor who's involved in surgery gets into the surgery and understands the gravity of the situation because he wants to save lives. But that would be a distraction during the surgery itself. The only thing that he has to be thinking is what is the technically appropriate the moves that he has to make. He has to be solely focused on the task at hand. Now, you're not going to be focused on the task at hand unless you understand the gravity of the situation. So what do you do? Take a step back, stop doing what you're doing, psych yourself up, and then, and then go back to it. So he says, the Torah itself, if a person realizes it's built on Diburim. So sometimes, but if you see that the Diburim are empty, you're just treating it casually, take a step back, realize the gravity of the situation, but then ultimately it's, it's built on words. Here we go.
So he says, this is weiter, but the words themselves are the instrument of connection and of growth. Take it out of the wrapper. <laughs> if the syag of chachma shtika, so then a person should not be too quick to respond, and not too many words. You want people to learn from you? Be calm, don't yell at them. And don't be too lengthy. Be concise. Because ultimately, what are, the, what, what are you trying to do? You're trying to bridge a connection. The connection is only good as the person's able to receive it. If you're going to be putting people on the defensive and you're angry at them, they won't be able to receive it. So then you're, you could be saying pearls of brilliance, but like, who cares? Mm-hmm. So he's telling you how to be able to connect. Mm-hmm. That things are going to be able to be heard when they're spoken softly. Niflahu. It's a dover nifla, although in our examples it's not, right? You hear the sound of the string you need by holding the other five back. In a certain sense, it's intuitive, but when you first think about it, the idea that words are effective from what you don't say, right? Vahala further, a person is not allowed to be right, seductive and smooth saying, right? Pito is like seduction. Rambam says it's also for a person to be insincere, to have no integrity in his speech, right? To, to not be faithful to what's going on the inside, for the words to not be, because again, what are words? Words are, you have a ratzan, you have a machshava, you have what's going on on the inside, and words are able to take what's going on inside of you, the hispaitidus, and then bridge a connection. If the words are not an accurate representative of what's going on on the inside, they're being misused. The way, the way you defined this last time. We'll see, yeah. The extent of a person's silence demonstrates the depth of their speech. Look at that. That was your line. Mm. Very eloquent. I'm a poet. Rambam. I should use yours with the notes. Rambam. But it's like Norva Ayom. We're taking things that we that you run past and make sense. You see a Maimar Chazal, and we're understanding that the value of the words are the silence. it's being it's the being selective. Right? The who, you know, sometimes, sometimes in, in, in business, you know, if you're trying to write a lot of business, what makes you strong as a company is knowing which business not to write. You might end up taking in less premium, but if you're going to end up with less garbage on your books, right? I mean, how many, how many times are you going to end up with a client that you can't withdraw and you don't have, you know, you, you, you can't withdraw and you know that he's not going to be paying his bills or it's just like totally high maintenance? Sometimes the strength of your business is not just taking on taking on new cases. It's knowing what to say yes to, but even more important sometimes, it's knowing what to say no to. Right? It's a chiddush. That the Chazal were, were very mocked on this idea of Teichai Kabarai. Ukahad Brachas, we saw that Rabbi Gamliel, Hechrus, Koltam, Chacham, Shein, Teichai Kabarai, Ali, Kamis, Labes, Medrash. Now we all know, we all know the famous, the famous what happened after as Rabbi Lozav and Azariah opened the doors and he let everybody in. But it said, no, 
See, again, you learn Chazal. You don't learn it like this. You have to know how to learn a Chazal. We'll have to go back to that chapter also. Aval, he says, what happened with Rabbi Ben Azariah? He took away the Shemer and he let everybody go in. Because what he did is he gave them a Cheskes Kashrus that really, since we might let out people that Be'etzim belong in here and they won't be let in, it's more worth it to take everybody in on a Cheskes Kashrus so the people that belong here should be. And ultimately, uh, you know, it will be good for the base Medrash maybe. There will be a lot of discussion. Halachas will come out. However, he knew that somebody wasn't the truth is he wouldn't have let him in either. It was, a, it was a separate issue. He was just saying that you're going you're gonna to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So he, he, you know, he took a different position, a different approach than Ramagam Leel. If you want to be a Tamil Chacham, Step number one is how are you using your speech? So it should be a violin that's not just rubbing the same, strumming the same strings that are not resonating because they're not, they're not bringing out the resonance. That's really what you're hearing, not just the strings. What you're hearing is that is, is as it resonates through the body of the violin, of the guitar. That's the godless of speech. The goddess of speech, that, that's where, like, you see, like, you know, the terrible twos is where they, they have thoughts that they can't express, you know, at some point until the words catch up with the emotions. That's why, they, you know, there's such a, a holy terror, right? Because, because they're not able to express themselves, right? When a, when a person is, so he says, mila acha shel shel das emes this is not a parak when we're talking about lashon hara. That's not our game. You know, it's like when somebody gets up and you're like, they think you're, you think that they're 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 about to make an appeal. He says the focus of this chapter is not to make an appeal for shmiras halashon. We're in the beginning of Marechas Adamo back over here. It's to appreciate what we are, appreciate our kaya chadibor, what we have. That's what we are. We're Adam Hamadaber. This is something we discussed, page 23, but we've discussed it in the past that at the, at the end, after 120, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to tell you the light conversation that a person had, and it, the way that we always read this statement is how harsh the judgment is. No, ready for this? I remember doing this last time and being very struck by it. So we'll be struck by it again. You know what that is? The words have more kayach than we can imagine. The, a word itself, you know, so, somebody recently told me there, you know, depending on, uh, on you know, fad, you know, what, 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 the, what the new fad is or what, what the new thing about dieting is, whether it's like, you know, keto or intermittent fasting and things like that. So, you know, so he said, like, you know, when, when you're on a very strict thing, so it could be that you'll cheat even, but like, you know, you, you come around to a thing where you're like, I have momentum. Is this really what I want to cheat on? Right? It's not like, like you know, it's not even, even going to be filling. It's not like a good steak. It's not like a good piece of cake. You know, it's like I'm sitting there at uh, where Shalom Zachar and there's a thing of jelly beans. Like, what I, that, I, that's what I'm going to break, you know, the, the, I'm going to trigger like an insulin response to whatever it is for, for like a jelly bean. You know what I mean? Right. The, the lightest thing has the greatest response. Right. All of a sudden, the way that your body, let's say, reacts to sugar. Right. So over here, you think 
big ticket items. That, that's what matters. When I got angry in public, I was getting, I was giving a big speech, you know, a big deal. The truth is, is that the, what we didn't consider, the, the power of words, all of a sudden, at, after 120, it's not that you're going to be revealed to, meaning that there's going to be a consequence. Hashem is going to punish you even for the, for the words that didn't have meaning, you know, because you thought that you were already like off the clock and schmoozing with your wife at night. What you're going to see is that the, the worlds that could have been built or that came crashing down based on what you were talking about, at the end of the day, were you making cheshben nefesh? Were you talking lashon hara? Were you, you know, were you, were you angry? Those little things, the few words at the end of the day, had the ability. The nefesh achayim talks about it in unbelievable ways, and right, but but has the power, the, the sheer koyach and consequence of your words during those times that you were the least on guard and thought they made no difference. That's the depth of what we're going to see after 120. Over here in this world, the 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 construction or destruction, right? Right? The Right? We're gonna the words are building, and again, they're building much closer to the computer code than the pixels on the screen. Something's messed up on your screen because it got cracked. That's not messing around with the operation of the phone. Something's messed up in the code that messes up the operation of the phone. You can build and destroy the more close you are to the Shairash. You're going to see what the words can do. We don't see it in this world. Every word. I'm sarcastic, right? Every word has a home. Right? It's, it's like an act. It's like a little pebble that you left someplace. We think because the words are ephemeral, they're here and they're gone, that they didn't exist. But it's not true. The vapor from your mouth, we don't see the words. The words go someplace. It's like, right, like a light wave that comes from the sun and travels over here. It's not gone. It's traveling. Right? The words, we don't hear it anymore. They're traveling. They're someplace. They're being parked someplace. They're real. They're building. They're destroying. They're not going anywhere. What does it mean that it's Magidinlo? They're going to tell you, you remember that? No, it's not a matter of remember that. They're going to just show it to you on the screen. That word that you didn't know, look what was happening. You're going to see it. So the next time you're sitting there and you're thinking, should I eat that jelly bean, right? Like you're, you're sitting there, right, I'm doing nothing now. Should I go on, uh, you know, just wasting my time checking WhatsApp statuses? Should I say a capital to him, right? Or somebody says something and I can have a snarky response, right? Should I make the response or should I not? Totally off, just a joke. So somebody says like, you know, you're way too sarcastic. It's, it really is not going to get you any place in life. So he says, that's not true. I won the 1993 sarcasm competition in Peru. He said, really? No. (laughs) No, but you know, so you're thinking about like, you know, sarcasm, right? Like, like, but but it could, it could insult somebody, right? Somebody who, somebody who I know, you know, he he gets very like annoyed very quick. He's always in the middle of stuff, work, high stress. And people get annoyed. So he was telling a friend of mine, he said, you know, I, I wish they wouldn't get so worked up. It's just the way I am. You know, I get very worked up for five minutes, but in five minutes, I forgot about it, and here they are, like, you know, caring about it a day later. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like, yeah. And if you're mean to them and they're your employees and all of a sudden you have to suffer because your employees have one foot out the door and they're looking for a job, like, who's really suffering? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, last, last, last piece. Make sure the recording is still Yeah, last piece. This is a Rashi. This is how you learn a Rashi. It's like a one-line Rashi that we're like talking about here. What does it mean that we're the most alive? That we have intellect and Dibor, but Dibor really being the manifestation, the outcome, or the articulation of what's going on with the Dibor. This includes all people. We all have certain ideas, axioms, and the truth is, is that all Nivraim are divided into, we said, we, there is some level of existence, call, label whatever you want as life, as existence, right? A fish is, is an amoeba alive, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody said, uh, put out this thing, says, you know, if they found one cell someplace in Mars under a rock, they would say life discovered. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden you have like, you know, a nine-month-old baby showing up on the 4D sonogram and it's like, you know, that's not life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's alive? Is, a, is an amoeba alive, one cell alive? So you have domain, you have one level of call it life, call it what you want, one level of existence, right? Is domain. Tsoimeach, chai, and medaber, vegetation, organic growth, animals, and a, and a speaker. A speaker is not just, again, it's not just an advanced animal. It's, it's a different, fundamentally different. Mahusa shel tsoimeach, ukeach, atzmichashelo, grows. Mahusa shel achai, an animal, who chiyuso. It, it, it moves around. Umargish, it feels something. It's not, yeah, it moves. Mahusa adam, ukeach, adibur shaloi. And an adam is its speech. That's our mahus, right? Vahine, yeduim. He says, not only is there, is there inanimate life and vegetation life and animals and a medaber, there's also a Yisrael, fundamentally different. And what's a Klai Yisrael even fundamentally different from the next closest medaber? Would Jews speak? What's the difference? What the Kuzri is explaining is that the Mahus of Kla Yisrael is Indian Eloki, that we are, we have a special Italian Tarkarish Baruch Hu. Again, we don't have to build a connection. We have a Chelik Elokami Mal. We use the speech. It happens to be that we very much use the speech, again, to break down those machitzas so that we have as battles. It's like holding a small flame next to a large flame that it just folds in. We can go infinitely closer because Akadosh Baruch Hu is the Ain Saifius, right? And so at Kama, that we can keep on breaking down those walls. We can get infinitely closer to Akadosh Baruch Hu, but we're one. We have an attachment to, to Akadosh Baruch Hu that a guy doesn't have. Even in the Kayach Hadibor, Klal Yisrael, in what we can accomplish, is different from the other Umosvarim. We are raised up through speech. We'll say one, one idea about this after, as we said it last time. The Rambam says, why is Lashon HaKadosh called Lashon HaKadosh? Because there's no words that talk about, that, that talk about uh, ideas about the, uh, the, the sexual act between one another. If anything, you have words you know, that, that their usage gives them a certain connotation, which is really a question on the Rambam, which is an interesting thing that we'll mention in a second. Right? So all words only 
only have meaning by, by, by virtue of their usage. So the Rambam says, so if ultimately you take a word, right, you say, you take G'daylim, and G'daylim ends up meaning going to the bathroom, so then if that literally means going to the bathroom, so like, so now, now you have a word for it, you know, so does that give, but the, so the, what, the, you know, the, that kind of cash on the Rambam. What does the Rambam say? It's Lashon HaKadosh because there's no word for it. Well, once you designate a word for slang, for things that you don't want to talk about, so now there are words that are, that are for it, right? Latinx. The, uh, the, 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 the Ramban says, the, 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 way that, the, the way that we explained the last time, Ivan Lopiansky explained the example, and I used the same example last time, because I think he was talking, when I heard him to say, he was talking about this Rambam, he said that the example he used is that a while ago, America wanted to move, it was in the 70s, to the metric system. Mm-hmm. So he said, but they wanted to move to the metric system. The problem was is that they couldn't because even though it would have been more convenient in a certain way internationally, the metric system is easier. It goes in tens and decimals. But the problem is, is that everything in America was already built on, uh, on the system that mm-hmm. we have with inches and feet and things like that. So all of a sudden, when you wanted to build, the, you know, do things on the telephone poles or you needed to make repairs to old machinery and infrastructure, mm-hmm. Nothing fit into being a certain amount of centimeters or meters or whatever it is. Everything was designed to be a certain amount of feet. So it ended up being that everything was like 5.76 centimeters. It didn't work. It wasn't designed for it. So the way that he explained the Rambam is that Lashon HaKadosh is a language that's designed for Kedusha. It's true that you could, you can, you know, you can sh- shove it into a way of use, using it for something that's inappropriate that you want to discuss. But Lashon HaKadosh is Be'etzem designed designed for something that's that's called Kulai Kadesh and that, that's what it is. It's Lashna Kadesh. Anyway, Vaitir the Ramban says that the Lashna is called Lashna Kadesh. Why? Lashna Dibra Kadesh Baruch, Madam Arisha, and Mashra Bainola Shalom, Mikhail Nevim. It's Lashna Kadesh Baruch they used to communicate. But he says that, the, that really they're they're just discussing two different sides of the coin. The Rambam says Mitzar Alma des Galyon, Taimashal Rambanu Mitzar Alma des Chasyon. The Rambam is talking about more in the revealed way. The Ramban is talking about a different side of it. More more of a nister way. Okay. But in any event, this is the language of the Jews, of the Tyrod. So the Lashon HaKadosh Baruch Hu talks to us, and it's the Lashon that we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in. The language is, so the point that he brought it for is you see that Klal Yisrael, even, even though that Kuzuri says that Klal Yisrael, that, that Goyim also are a Medaber, and Klal Yisrael is a different level. But that doesn't make it that, that we're all the same on the level of Dibor, Right? The, the, all the same, in other words, our fingernails are just like sort of organic. There's nothing, I guess, different about our fingernails than some other organic substance. But when it comes to speech, so, he, so he's saying that the speech of a Jew also is different. Mm-hmm. It's not just that, 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 uh, that, that all Goyim and all people are Medaber and the Jew has a different Mila. No, the speech of a Jew is different also. And, and, he, and he uses the, the way that he explains that, he relates that as he, uh, he, he makes a reference to the idea of Lashon HaKadosh being inherently something that has Kedusha. You want to see how much? Let me, let me tell you a sugya by Klal Yisrael and a point that he makes by Goyim, which will take him at face value because I don't know about uh, personally, but it says when it comes to the speech of a Jew, he brings two sugyas, or two, two things from Psachim, Psachim two, from the Gemara. Number one, there were people standing around by Hillel, or sitting around, Batyra. Why do they harvest grapes in Tyra? They ain't skin Batyra, but they don't harvest olives in Tyra. One of them said, why do they harvest uh, grapes in Tahara and, not, and they, they harvest olives in Tumah? Not, not that they don't do it in Tyra, but they do it in Tumah. 
Amar Muftah Ani Bezeshem Rabbi Yisrael. The one who is sensitive enough, like I mentioned before, the Rabavitcher Rebbe in the in the in the Tlushkin biography was very big into this. He never said deadline; he said due date, he, and it gives other. That's the one that stuck out in my mind. But he had a lot of these like little little examples, framing tone. Tlasa Kahani. There were three Kahanim. So one, he was able to tell by his, his, his sensitivity to language that he was going to be a gadol. There were three kohanim. They didn't get a lot of lechem upon him that day. One of them said, I only got a bean's worth. One of them said, I got only a kezayis. Like a lizard tail. They checked after him and they found that there was something wrong with his lineage. Ah, he said, Gemara asked a halachic question, whether somebody's already has a chazak as a kohen, whether you, at that point you evaluate his lineage. So the Gemara says, Lotem Hashem, it's possible, or Lashach, it's possible, meaning that Rashi says he wasn't right to do the avoda. But regardless, you see the sensitivity of language, what it represents by a Jew. One person was they, they you were able to tell that he was gonna be a great man, and the other person that he became puzzled for the avoda, that they puzzled him for the avoda based on his speech. Hargosha mm. Adina, which by the way, based on what we said, either you're saying it's not Toho Kabaro, but if a speech is really a window into your soul, into your thought process, into your ruts, and it's not just a sensitivity to speech, what it really is is a sensitivity to your soul sensitivity. Hargosha Adina Kazos Belashana Ki and Nimsis Rakit's a Klalisral. He says in parentheses, I don't know exactly where he's getting this from, but he's not just saying it. He gets getting it. Well, maybe you can Google it. I don't know. Goyim wanted to be priests. Slamed him Ivris Bigmanzios. They, I guess it means the monastery or something. I don't know. Priests learn Lashna that they, 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 they learn Hebrew, okay, that they can read in the original. When they learn Dikduk, the word that they use in order, priests, so the higher, higher level, right? The word that they use in order to learn grammar, is killing, okay? That's the word that they use in order to give examples of dikduk. This is the example that they use, killing. So we see the power of words, the power of speech, again, coming on the tail of the Vadan Lashon Hara, but the appreciating where we are, where we're holding, understanding, like I said, dieting is a word that jelly bean. Every little speech that you say, you can build worlds, you can destroy worlds, as feel to the point that after 120, forget about punishment or not punishment, what we're going to be faced with is the Kaya Hadibor and what we built, what we could have built, what we destroyed, and starting to understand the Hashivas of in Marechas Adam mm-hmm. as we go forward to, uh, to understand and define and, uh, and carve out our avodah.